What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender, Adam Ronis here, chilling out here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. What's up, Adam? Monday Night Football done. Week four officially in the books. How'd you do? Uh, up and down week. Some good leagues, some bad ones. Monday night hurt me overall. Was going against Eckler in a league where I had Jared Cook, so I knew I was kind of done, but Cook did come through with six for 70 and a touchdown, but Eckler had the two touchdown game. Uh, was able to hold on in the GST. I had Darren Waller and Mike Williams. He had Herbert, Eckler, and Keenan Allen. Fortunately, I was up 50 going into today and we wound up winning by <laughs> 5.8, so that was an unneeded sweat. Uh, my home league, I was hoping to get a split, uh, and I couldn't get it. Uh, I it was like a point or two deficit, or I was up two going into today. I had Mike Williams and Kenyon Drake. He had Darren Waller, and I lost. Um, uh, Eckler helped me win in the NFFC, so now I'm the two and two in that league. I still have a lot of points. I've been just beaten up by injuries in that league. Uh, but hanging in there at two and two. So overall, um, it was all right. It was a really good betting week for me. Um, and I like the Chargers in this game too. So uh betting wise it was a very good week. Um, yeah, the five games I bet on for pro, I went three and two. College, not so great in the golden nugget, but you know, stayed on. You know, listen, I I was I was I'm glad I didn't bet in this game. Um, you know, I mean I I talk to you about it with the uh with the chargers and just what it's like every time i you know bet on the chargers uh when they're a home favorite um but this is this is this is a perfect example of this is a different team i was just gonna say coach yeah you know like there's there's so much more different about this chargers team in particular that um you know okay listen i love it i'm good that's you know, I'm 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 more confident now. I mean, listen, I was you, you know me. I was like talking up the Chargers throughout the entire preseason. I was loving this team. So, you know, I mean, now that you know, I can feel comfortable about you know possibly just betting it again. Um, I'm very happy to. I won't get you know too caught up, but oh baby, oh baby. Yeah, I've liked the Chargers for many years, and they've uh, obviously let me down many times. But bringing in Brandon Staley, I thought, was really going to help them. And you saw it tonight. I mean, he was so aggressive going for fourth and twos. I mean, you could see the difference between him and Gruden tonight. Uh, Gruden punts. No, no, they go for the long field goal. They miss it. And then the Chargers march down the field, face a fourth and two. They go for it. They get it. And it leads to a touchdown. Just the mentality and the aggressiveness that a lot of coaches do not have. And you saw Staley bring it to this team. I think there were three, what, three for three, four for four and fourth down tonight or this season. So they're going for it and they have the talent. They have the quarterback. I think their defense is good. And this is a team that could be four and up um, and losing to Dallas is not a bad loss at all, um, but they could have won that game. They had mistakes and penalties, but they put up a lot of yards. So that's their only loss. They have a good win in Kansas city, you know, tough, I mean, I think the Raiders obviously are, are overachieving. I think they're solid, but not great. But still, division rival at home. And there was a lot of Raiders fans there, too, which was disgusting. If you like the Chargers. <laughs> it was like that was like 80 percent Raiders fans, 20 oh, percent so Chargers fans. I really feel bad. Uh, but, you know, obviously they moved and tough situation for them. But, yeah, this Chargers team is good. And, you know, they have some tough games ahead, though. They're home to the Browns this week. Then they're at Baltimore, home to the Patriots. So. Tough stretch here coming up. 
be a good test for them. Absolutely. You know, see what you're made out of. I mean, that's, you know, the, you, you got to beat the good teams if you want to, you know, I mean, you and I, we, we took the, uh, we took the chargers as our, uh, our like long shot Super Bowl. Yeah. 40 to one. And, uh, I mean, come on. And we come won on. Brandon Staley as coach of the year. I mean, someone beat us to it. Beat He's us actually, to it. I was looking it up. He's actually favored right now. <laughs> uh, plus plus 800 uh, well, I'm, uh, maybe it goes up after tonight we we in it baby we in it look at that so smart um how about this for a crazy story um millionaire mike who took down the FanDuel million on uh sunday's main slate was that that last week yeah that was last week yeah <laughs> seems so long ago doesn't it um the uh the monday million on FanDuel. Um, he, he finished first, he finishes first again. Now, granted, he was tied with a bunch of people because that's, that's what happens on showdown slates, especially when you're putting in a lineup, you know, Eckler is his captain or MVP, uh, Justin Herbert, Jared Cook, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, uh, were his, uh, were his five, um, you know. And uh, and so he hits me up. <laughs> he hits me up earlier in the night. He's like, you got me in top 1000 on Monday million lightning strike twice. So I'm like, oh, shit, who's in your lineup? So he tells me he's like, there's a bunch of us, but still awesome. I'm just, you know, I was blown away um, for the whole thing. I, you know, you know, it's so funny, man. I said it on uh, on the fantasy alarm show, Adam. I am the uh, I'm the ultimate marriage counselor. Uh, who's on his ninth marriage personally. I just can't take my own advice. <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> so happy for him, though, dude. That's just, that's incredible. So incredible. Um, changing lives. Changing lives. Um, so outstanding work over there. And, uh, and 28-14, so... Chargers cover the spread and it goes under. Did you have, I, I was on the over on this game. Yeah. I said the over as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, you live and learn. I'm, I'm so happy for the chargers right now. I'm, I'm so happy for millionaire Mike. I'm so happy for everybody. That's uh, that's great stuff. That's absolutely fantastic stuff. So, um, all right. Well, what we like to do here on Monday nights after, you know, wrapping up the games, we like to start taking an early look. Uh, add some waiver pickups because they, you know those who play on ESPN and Yahoo, uh, they end up uh, doing their waiver claims on Tuesdays instead of Wednesdays. Um, so it's always good to just kind of take a, a nice early glance. So uh, you know, Adam and I probably a, a quicker pod than usual, but um, we'll give you some waiver pickups to uh, to take a look at when we come back after this commercial break. So, Adam, I think for waiver wire now going into week five, I would say what? Damian Williams, Samaj P. Ryan, probably the two biggest ads that we're going to end up having to do this week. Because when you're looking for running backs, I mean, obviously, you know, the position is just decimated, whether it's a tandem backfield or, or an injury or you've got a coach who's got his head shoved so far up his ass that he insists on bringing up all these like idiots in a, in a committee. So with Montgomery down, and I mean, I guess we didn't hear anything about, I didn't see any 
final results on his uh, on his MRI today. Um, they said that they didn't think it was a tear, but I didn't really see anything else. Um, so I guess Damian Williams to fill in there, Samaje Ryan to fill in for Joe Mixon, who's dealing with an ankle sprain. Would you say those are the two best? Two, two best, two biggest? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Williams did suffer a thigh bruise in week four, but they believe that it's not serious. He should be fine. Uh, so my guess is Montgomery is going to miss a couple weeks at least. I mean, they haven't really said, but you saw that he was in a lot of pain. So, yeah, Damian Williams definitely is going to be a big ad. Uh, and you could always put a smaller bid on Khalil Herbert as well, just in case they mix him a little bit more. But I would think Williams is the main guy. And he's looked good. And yeah, P. Ryan, I think it's going to get most of their early down work. Chris Evans will be involved a little bit in the passing game. I mean, they did say that Mixon, there's a chance he does play this week. But then I also saw something that it might be worse than the Bengals are lettering on. And remember, the Bengals just last year with Mixon, it was a complete joke. We never got clarification. Oh, yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. And then it never happened. So, yeah, those are definitely the, the two biggest. Yeah, that that whole thing. I saw a report saying that Mixon, because of the ankle, was week to week. But then Zach Taylor came out and said, no, 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 no. He's day to day. Right. Come on. Come on, Zach. Let's not let's not be crazy. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I would love to see P. Ryan, you know, get the opportunity. I mean, Evans is a guy who, you know, has time to develop. P. Ryan is just he's never really done much in his what, five years as a. Uh, as an NFL player. Um, but I mean, he does, he, he did well, I would say filling in for Mixon. Grant, it was Jacksonville. Um, and it was, you know, it was the tail end of the game, but saw Piran catching some passes too. Well, you know, listen, if you're, if you're sitting there, uh, you know, on the waiver wire and, uh, and, and you're looking at these guys, I would say, you know, Williams first, then Piran for me. Um, but I mean, listen, I don't care if I have number one waiver priority or not. If there's a if there's a potential starting running back available on your waiver wire, you gotta make that move. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh fortunate to have Damian Williams in a couple leagues. I know in one, no, I was debate I was went to look. I was like, man, did I drop him? And I went and looked and I did not. Uh, and I also have him in the GST. Uh, I think I dropped Daryl Williams in that league like week two. Um, so that sucks. Uh, but yeah, that's why in these deeper formats, you always want to stash these players because an injury could occur at any time. And I know at some point you need someone to cut and maybe you wind up cutting one of these backups and then it comes back to bite you. You know, you, there's nothing you could do sometimes because, uh, especially we have bye weeks coming up beginning in week six. So it's going to get even tougher. And, uh, you know, that's also why you always look at the players that are dropped because uh, one of these backup running backs could have been dropped. But if you ever have extra space on your bench, always stash. You know, someone might drop A.J. Dillon. He hasn't done much. Uh, I'd pick him up and stash him, right? Something happens to Aaron Jones, boom, A.J. Dillon, a lot of value. So you will see a lot of these backups start to get cut with bye weeks approaching, especially in the shallow formats. Uh, but you always want to have these guys on the roster just in case. Yeah. And, you know, a perfect example, like this past week, say you were scouring the waiver wire before game time, like, oh, Damian Williams is there. Ah, let me just pick him up just in case. And if you did now, you don't have to go out and spend a, a ton of money or waste the number one waiver wire priority. Oh, man. I'm, you know, it's so funny. I'm like sitting here thinking I'm like going through 
all my teams in my head right now. And I'm like, all right, yeah, all right, ooh, I can drive. I probably have some space there. Maybe I've got some space there. Oh, I definitely don't have any space there. Um, so it should be tough, though. But, I mean, listen, I think that, you know, those are the – it's the move that you got to make. And, you know, and listen, we saw – we saw Damian Williams do well on Sunday. We know that Damian Williams knows this system. He spent two years working with, you know, for Andy Reid in Kansas City. Um, you know, I, you know, I, listen, MRI results are not from Montgomery. The hyperextension, the way he looked on the ground, um, I, I would, I would be surprised if Montgomery came back uh, within three weeks. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Don't know, but and especially Whoa, too, you're not a doctor. Not anymore. I gave up. Really? You let your yeah. your license lapse? Yeah, I just couldn't deal with it anymore. You know, all these people coming in, and you know, pandemic and COVID. You know, couldn't have people in my office like that. Well, who's gonna help me out when I try to sell my kidney on the black market? Oh well, that's a different story. That's black market. I can help you out with that. <laughs> <laughs> See. I knew I could count on you, man. I knew Definitely. I could count oh, yeah. on you. Hold on. You're a champ. <laughs> um, waiver wire. Let's see. Quarterback. So Bridgewater's concussed. Drew Locke, I have no interest in. Um, what about Trey Lance? It sounds like Garoppolo is going to be out for uh, at least a couple of weeks. Well, then, uh, then, they, then they said he's day-to-day. So I don't know, man. Garoppolo himself came out Sunday at the press conference and said he was going to miss time. And then, then I think it was uh, Shannon who said, yeah, no, nah, he's day-to-day. He can play this week. So I, I, I don't know, man. It seems like he doesn't want to play Trey Lance at all, um, reading some of the comments. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if Lance is going to play, uh, he's in the conversation because he can run. I know he threw some shaky passes, but he also didn't get to work with the first team. So you're going to have to decide what to do there. Uh, I have to think most people are, are set at quarterback at this point, but I did see leagues last week where Darnold was available. He was picked up if he's out there because he's going to lead the NFL on rushing touchdowns this year. So you probably want him on your team. <laughs> <laughs> that selfish son of a bitch. Yeah. Does he not realize many of us drafted running backs? Come on. Yeah, I can't imagine people are really looking at quarterbacks this week. I think it should be set. I mean, Daniel Jones has played well. I know Dallas has been better defensively, but he's fine. Um, Heineke has a tough matchup against the Saints. They've been pretty good defensively, uh, even though they just gave up 400 passing yards to Daniel Jones with backup receivers. Uh, Matt Ryan had a decent game last week and goes against the Jets in London, but. Uh, I gotta think most teams are, are are set at quarterback at this point, but Lance would be the one just in case um, he can run a little bit, and I think that helps. Yeah. Okay. All right. So running backs: Damian Williams, Samaje Pirine. Uh, anybody else uh, kind of intrigued by? I'd say you know Roundtree uh, as a as a backup to Eckler. Maybe they use Jackson too, though. You know, Jackson, I think, had didn't he have like four receptions tonight? Yeah. So I think it would be a split. Uh, yeah, all around Trey had 11 carries for 31. Jackson had three carries, but Jackson had four receptions for 17 yards. So we was used a little early. So, yeah, I mean, as a bench staff, sure. Um, but I don't think he'll catch a lot of passes. Um, yeah, there's really not much. I mean, if Latavius Murray's out there. Uh, Alex Collins, I picked up last week. It looks like he's getting more work, uh, and, and the Seahawks are in a short week. Uh, I don't know what's 
going on with Carson, but Collins is getting more involved. And I thought he looked better this past week. Uh, Darrell Williams. Yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, I can't do Brandon Bolden, but they keep using him. But uh, yeah, I can't do that. I either. can't either. Yeah. <laughs> no, sir. No, 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 no. I can't, I can't do that. Uh, all right. So, so nothing there at running back. Um, wide receiver, aside from putting all your money on Allen Robinson when some idiot drops him. Uh, Curtis Samuel could still be out there. I know he wasn't Ooh. involved much, but with Logan Thomas potentially week to week, maybe that could open things up. Um, people, if people didn't have an IR spot or forgot about him, uh, Jamison Crowder. Uh, don't know if Elijah Moore is going to be ready, but Crowder kind of gives you the eye floor. Someone dropped Devontae Parker in the GST last week. I didn't win the bid. Um, I didn't go crazy high, but he should not be on the wave wire in leagues with 20 roster spots. And Will Fuller is hurt again. So, uh, Kadarius Tony, uh, if the Giants remain without Shepard and Slayton, think you consider yeah. him? Um, you know, <laughs> it's so funny every time somebody you know refers to somebody like. Kadarius Tony as the uh, as the Swiss Army knife of the team, like you know. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, uh, they use him in the return game. If it's a rookie, if it's a youngster, um, they usually want him to focus on his returns and rather not utilize him on offense too much. So you know, I know he saw some snaps offensively uh, this past week. I just don't know if he like sees like an increased usage at all or i don't know i mean but then again i thought colin johnson was going to do more than what he did also yeah i mean they spent the first round pick on him whether you think it was right or wrong but you know he did break some tackles and you know if he's going to get some snaps uh you know he's in play i mean again not he's more if you have a lot of injuries and it's especially with Shepard out because Shepard commanded a lot of targets in that offense. And if you think the Cowboys are going to put up points this week, then the Giants are going to have to try and keep up with them. Yeah. I guess Josh Reynolds, as long as uh, Julio and AJ Brown are out and they, they play Jacksonville, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do play Jacksonville. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. How many targets did Reynolds actually see in that well, game? Well, that game was kind of – he did have like eight or nine, I believe. But the thing to keep in mind, I think they ran 93 plays. You know, they went to, they were in overtime. Yeah, they no, ran no, he, he ran, yeah, nine targets. Nine targets is not bad. Listen, that's – for a guy who, who just started touching the field, like they were using Chester Rogers and, and Westbrook Akine um, for the most part last week so now this week here to get Reynolds as involved as they did I mean that's yeah you're right uh listen I was a big fan of Reynolds when he was with the Rams um you know and and you know cut his teeth uh very similarly to the way Van Jefferson is doing it right now you know they're they just they they used to line up Reynolds all over the place didn't want to just pigeonhole their their receivers into, you know, X, Y, and slot. So, yeah, I mean, if uh, if Brown and Julio are out, yeah, Reynolds might be somebody to 
take a look at it, especially against Jacksonville. Yeah, it's just that you got to be careful with the Tennessee numbers because the game went overtime and they were at 93 plays. That's just not oh. going to happen on an average week. And Seattle, that's uh, two plays, two games full of plays for them. <laughs> it really is, isn't it's it? It's insane, bro. Like, I, I, it's mind-boggling that they have 211 plays in four games. So hopefully this week the Rams on Thursday make them fucking pick it up, man. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> you know, if you got Lockett and, and Metcalf, you know, these guys are so good. And, you know, they 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 should be putting up way better numbers. So much for the, oh, yeah, Shane Waldron going to run a fast pace office. It's the same bullshit. Well, yeah, you got to wonder how much, you know, Pete Carroll is, you know, chomping on his gum in Waldron's ear. Got to keep running the ball. They're not going to win, man. I mean, I, Alex not- Collins. Alex Collins. They're not going to win, ball. man, that way. I mean, and they haven't. You know, there's, there's not the Seattle defense of five, six years ago, man. You no, know, and this is, this is the main reason why they brought Waldron in, because they thought that the offense was getting a little stale. So I don't know why it's the same shit every, every single week. Got to run the ball. Got to run the ball. <laughs> I wish I liked anything the way Pete Carroll likes his gum. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. Brutal. Um, all right. So you don't really see much on the waiver wire at the receiver position either. Um couple yeah, of I mean, guys here and there, but nothing, you know, no, no, no world beaters. Yeah, I mean, if Mui's out there, I got I would think he's rostered in many leagues, but maybe someone dropped him recently. Uh yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole hell of a lot out there. I mean, it's 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 interesting, right? Like, I remember, I mean, you know, we we kind of ran into this last year too, where we really didn't see a lot of like major impact injuries outside of like one or two weeks where we lost some top, like we lost McCaffrey. Um, and I'm trying to think of, of who else like went down to the point where it was like. You know, where 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 you where there were guys on the waiver wire who were really worthy of big bids and stuff like that. Like it was mostly like, guys filling in. Like I think Gallman had a couple weeks where he used them, yep. but he didn't have long term value. Uh so it was kind of like that. And you know, that's kind of what we've gotten so far because even with uh Chuba Hubbard, it might only I mean, there's a chance McCaffrey plays this week. Um I saw that he, it's weird because I saw one report that say he's probably going to miss two more weeks. And then I saw another report that said he's going to attempt to practice on Wednesday. So who the fuck knows, man? <laughs> right. It's like, I don't get this shit sometimes. Man. Well, you know, you, I can go off of my, uh, my beat writers and my coaches, you know, nonsense soapbox again, if you want and talk no, about how fine. aggravating it is. It's fine. You want me to shut I think up? Some, I, think some, huh? I think sometimes with, Injuries, though, it's understandable because sometimes they don't know. You know, sometimes the doctors, you know, a lot of it comes down to treatment and how these guys feel, you know. So I understand that. it's The timetable can be difficult sometimes. Yeah, the timetable can be different sometimes, but just be honest with us about it. That's that's all I'm asking. Stop bullshit. Don't bullshit me. Don't make me think that, you know, McCaffrey's going to come back for week three and we're not going to see him until week six. 
Like I, that's you know that it's that gamesmanship that the coaches think that they're playing. That's uh, it's, it's garbage. You know that's that's the owners being like, well, we want to sell out the, the stadium, so don't say he's going to be out for next week or the week after. Keep well, telling yeah, everybody I, there's a good chance he's back. I don't think football teams really need to worry about that. What were you talking? Some do. Nah, I don't think a lot do. Some dude, come on, what? Why, why do you think that, that they black out local games? They black out local games because the stadium isn't sold out and they don't want people just staying home watching TV. If you live locally, you you either come to the game or you can't watch this shit on TV. And has there been games blacked out where you live? Because there's never been here. Um, well, because you're living in a, in a major metropolitan area, but yeah, it's happened with the Raiders a ton of times when they were in Oakland. Well, that's why they left. Yes, that is why they left. (laughs) Just saying that that's what happens. Like that's the game that, that, you know, the teams play. So yeah, it's bullshit. Bullshit. Um, uh, tight ends, are you uh, all in on Dawson Knox and Mo Alley Cox? No, on Mo Alley Cox. I mean, yeah, at this point with Dawson Knox, look, he's going to disappoint. We know this at some point, but he's running a lot of routes and he's getting looks in the red zone. He had eight targets a week four. both of the touchdown passes he caught, four touchdowns in three games. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, at this point, if you're hurting a tight end, sure, but in this week, it's Kansas City. <laughs> that should be, I think, the, I think I saw the total is 56 and a half. Mm. Uh, so we expect there should be points in that game. I mean, Kansas City just doesn't get slowed down. Uh, they have questions on the defensive side and uh, Buffalo's defense has been good, but they haven't faced anyone like Kansas City. So I'm not saying I would take the over, but there'll be points in that game for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, Mahomes. Start making fun of him for being in last place. And what's he going to do? He's going to just kind of go well, off on your team. He's still in last place. I know, which is why he's going to go off on your team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from what I'm gathering here, it depends on the depth of your league as to which wide receivers might still be out there. But Damian Williams and uh, and and our good friend maybe Samaje Piran. You said Khalil Herbert as a possible stash, um, and any of the major running back handcuffs who might have been dropped, whether it's Dylan or Madison or um, trying to think of somebody else that's uh, might be worthwhile. That's nah, tough to say. It's tough. Yeah, to say. I mean uh, James Connor. If somebody's got Edmonds. Someone, I doubt Connor's available, but you never know. Uh, even uh, Daryl Williams, Roundtree, uh, Wayne, even a Wayne Gallman, I would stash. Yeah. I mean, again, it's if you have a, a dead spot, you know, and you're not going to spend big money or, you know, you put in bids for Williams and P. Ryan, but you didn't go really high. And just put in contingency bids. You know, if you have a player to drop, uh, who whose season came to an end this week? No one, right? So I haven't seen anything on Tony Jones. But if Tony Jones, had, if you have him and you find out he has a serious injury, he's going to time, then you know you cut him and put in a bunch of ads for those backup running backs. 
Like Dwayne Washington? I guess. I mean, I don't know. Kamara is going to get 25 <laughs> carries every week and no targets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kamara. Wah, 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 wah. I can't wait to not put him in the playbook this week just so somebody can ask me why he's not in the playbook again. Yeah, for his expensive salary and lack of receptions. Yeah. 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 Give me give me $8,200, please, so that I can buy 21 carries for 72 yards. Zero. It's crazy. Yards. I, just, <laughs> I just don't get it one bit. Um, neither do I, but that's what makes it all nice and fun for us here in the fantasy world, right? Coaches and owners just fucking with us on a regular basis. Yum. Yum. Not really. Um, all right. Well, so uh, so there you have it. Uh, Adam, do you want to do you want to put a, a, a guess on uh, on the outcome of tomorrow night's American League wild card? Um, I, I think it'll be a close game, but I'm going to take the Red Sox on the money line plus 105. You know, I'm getting a home dog here. Uh, son Derek, of a bitch. Derek, son of a bitch. No, I, I got reasons. I don't want to hear your shit. I got reasons. Uh, of Garrett, course you do. Garrett Cole has struggled lately, and he has oh, not he pitched. Sucks. And he hasn't pitched well at Fenway either. Uh, seven six four ERA in his last three starts. His four starts against Boston this year, he has a four point nine one ERA and a one point five zero WHIP. And I know people are going to look at well, the Yankees just clobbered Nate Evaldi last week, right? He gave up seven hits, seven runs in two and two thirds innings. But in his other five starts against the Yankees this year, he's got a two point zero one ERA. And the Yankees lineup right now is really streaky. They're struggling. They rely a lot on the home run. Uh, it's a lot of Stanton and Judge right now. DJ LeMay, who's out. And Iovaldi doesn't really give up the long ball. 0.74 home runs per nine this year. So uh, I, I know Boston struggled too. And their offense has not been great. And J.D. Martinez is questionable with an ankle injury. Uh, but if I'm going to get a home dog, uh, I'm going to take the Red Sox plus 105. If I'm forced to bet it, I'm not going to. Bet on it. It's the juice on the Yankees. What are they? Minus 120, minus 130? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't need to bet it. I, I, I don't, again, I don't like betting on my own teams anyway. Just um, curious. Just curious I, as to your thoughts. I'm kind of like that sometimes, but like this week, um, you know, I really like Dallas uh, when we went over it and it wasn't a bias because. Although, hmm, I did like Dallas week one against Tampa. I don't remember what I had in week two. Dallas is actually the only undefeated team against the spread, though, this year. They're 4-0. Um, last year, they were terrible. Um, but, no, I, I'll bet on my team if I truly believe something and I have numbers to back it up. It's not a hard pick. Yeah, Yankees are minus 125 right now on DK. Red Sox plus 105 on the money line. And the over-unders, 8.5. Over-unders, eight and a half. Take the under. Cole Ivaldi, yeah. you said? Yes. Yeah, I'll take the under on that. I do think the Yankees have the better bullpen. Yeah, oh, they definitely have the better bullpen. But, yeah, I mean, the Yankees are favored because people look at the starting pitching matchup and they favor Cole. So that's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yep, yep, yep. Well, I'm sorry you're not in the playoffs or your Mets. That's all right. I mean, Yankees might join the Mets on the golf course after Tuesday night. They so. could. How about how about how funny is this, by the way? Like seeing the four teams that are in the wild card. Yeah, you, you got the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, and the uh, and the and the Cardinals. It's like four storied franchises in baseball, right? Four top teams that you just you know everybody looks at and says these are you know just. These are the, the the biggest, most high-profile teams in Major League Baseball, and they're all just like you know one and done, kind of a thing. It's so funny. It's uh, very interesting. I, I you know in a in a in a poetic sort of romantic sort of way. Well, I think the best run team in baseball, and they should get more credit than they deserve, is Tampa Bay. I mean, what they have done with that franchise, it's unbelievable. It sucks they get no fans and they're not a big name, but they are the best-run team in baseball. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, okay. They're my, I yeah. think I saw a tweet the other day, like their the minor league system crushed it too. I mean, it's amazing. this team won 100 games, and you look at the team, they get rid of Charlie Morton, Blake Snell. Oh, no problem. We're going to just go in the AL East where four teams won 90 games, and we'll win 100. And I give them credit because they didn't lay down against the Yankees. You know, they played everyone. They played to the end. Uh, they could have easily sat back and said, yeah, we're going to rest everyone. But they didn't. So, um, but yeah, they're they're an amazing organization. They did a very good job at almost playing spoiler. That was that was for sure. That could have got that whole, you know, that whole mess just could have been just crazy, like nightmare. And, you know, um, I got to give the Giants credit, too. I mean, we've seen them win World Series, and what they did this year was just insane. 107 wins with this team, and they needed all of them to fend off the Dodgers. So uh, Giants just had an amazing season. And you could just give Gabe Kapler manager of the year now and don't even ask who's second. Yeah, I mean, he took a team that had an average age of 72, and he turned them into the best team in baseball. Yeah, and he got let go by the Phillies. <laughs> right. Who like, won 82 games? <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> it's true, though. I know it's true. It's just funny that Philly's a division rival of yours, and to see that happen. Yeah, it could have been the Reds. It could have been the Cubs. It doesn't matter. I mean, uh, yeah, I like it, um, but you know, I can't say shit. The Mets were garbage. So how can I talk? How can I pound my chest? Mets were pathetic. First place for all. First place for what, 103 days or something like that? And they finished below 500. Absolutely disgusting. But you know what? I love baseball. I love the postseason. So um, I will say this, though. The Dodgers better win. They better win on Wednesday because I just feel the Dodgers not in the playoffs. It just really loses a lot of luster. If you don't have one of the best teams in baseball with 106 wins not in the postseason, now if they lose to the Giants first round, no problem with it, right? They got in and they got beat by a good team. But, man, if the Cardinals beat them, that's going to suck. I mean, really? Then the, we got the Braves in there with 88 fucking wins, bro? Fucking joke. <laughs> like, I and I hate the people. Oh, you know, they, you got to win your division. Okay. So, yeah, okay, the Dodgers lost the division. They won 106 games, bro. Second best record. So they should be penalized because the Braves get to play in a shitty NL East? Come on, man. Like, can we use logic at some point and change it? Or not come down to a one-game playoff? Yeah, so the Dodgers won 106 games. 106 out of 162. 
And if they lose on Wednesday, their season's over. And I'm not a Dodgers fan at all. I'm just like, it doesn't make sense. I want to see the best teams in the postseason. Right. And I want to see the Dodgers in the, in the NL playoffs. To me, if they lose, yeah, you know, all right, give credit to the Cardinals. They went on this ridiculous run. But if they didn't have that second wild card, Cardinals wouldn't even be in this position. They had right. 16 less wins than the Dodgers, man. And and now they win Wednesday. They go to the playoffs. That doesn't seem right to me, man. Why are we playing 162 games? Um, listen, I do not know. And and I was not in favor of adding the second wild card. At least I understood why they did. I understand from the business side of things. But it does kind of, you know, the more teams that you allow into the playoffs, the more you dilute the uh, the, the overall field, the more that you diminish uh, working your ass off in the uh, in the regular season. So. You know, so I, I get exactly what you're saying. I do. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, listen, I'm not going to be heartbroken if the Dodgers aren't in it, because uh, so long as they are, it makes it more difficult for the Yankees to win the whole thing. Sure, I understand that. I mean, everyone wants the Dodgers out because they are just stacked, man. I mean, with Trey Turner and Corey Seager and even with no Trevor Bauer and no Clayton Kershaw, they're still ridiculous. You still have Scherzer, Walker Bueller. <laughs> I mean, Scherzer, geez. Walker Bueller. It's crazy. Crazy. It really is, man. And the Trey Turner thing is just insane. Like how they got him. And like him and Scherzer, they get like, oh, yeah, the best team in baseball. And yeah, we're just going to give you those guys. <laughs> Thanks, Washington yeah. Nationals. I mean, Julio Urias, he won 20 games. He'll be their game three starter with Kershaw out. <laughs> <laughs> well, all righty, man. You know what? L- love it, man. I, you know, I, I, I love baseball. I miss baseball. You know, football just takes over so much that it's uh, it's tough. But uh, overall, gonna enjoy these playoffs a ton. Can enjoy these football games a ton, and uh, hopefully make a little money on the side. For sure, I got to start taking my own DFS advice. That's what I got to start doing. It's unreal, unreal. My wife's gonna start getting really pissed at me. I'm telling her all these stories of other people winning all these tournaments. She's like, um, where's yours? Yeah. <laughs> when are you sending me that million dollar? Oh, yeah. By the way, I play power. I got to see if I won. If uh, you don't hear from me tomorrow, then you know why. Oh, yeah. I checked <laughs> my Powerball ticket already from Saturday and we didn't win. So no, there was another one tonight. Oh, Monday I night. I, I didn't get a ticket for it. Oh, I well. did. Well, best of luck to you, Adam. If uh, I, I dial you up and I just and it rings and rings and rings and rings and I get no answer, well, then uh, congratulations ahead of time. Uh, you know, I might do a celebratory podcast. Oh, I love it. I well, love it depends. It. You know, I might have a, a lot of people around me, if you know what I mean. But I slice that slice of chocolate cake while you're uh, while well, more you're than one the pod. More than one. I'm not worried about a uh, calorie intake at that point. <laughs> oh man. I don't think I won, but I don't know. But uh, one of the numbers drawn was 69. Oh, of course it was. Of course it was. Ah, the universe. Such a treat. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, son. It was an estimated 697 million with a cash option of 485.5 million. Yeah, I'll take the cash option. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, I would too. (laughs) You don't need to pay me in installments. Thank you. (laughs) 
Let's just let's let's rip the bandaid off. Let's get it. Yeah, done. don't worry. I'm not gonna go broke on 485 million. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Well, listen. That's gonna do it for us here on the Annie Up Podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for liking and subscribing. For me and the future Powerball winner, Adam Ronis. <laughs> this has been Annie Up. We'll catch you next time.